What's going on, everybody? Welcome back, friends of FU Australia, Las Vegas, Miami, all the beautiful people. Thank you for tuning in. This is Josh Selway talking to you. We're just doing a quick podcast today. I'm tired. Uh, I, I'm actually really not that tired, but I want you to think I'm persevering just for you, just to give you these shitty some subpar thoughts on the NFL draft. Here's what we got going. I'm going to go through the first round, just talk about what may happen based on everything I've read, I've learned, I've listened to and studied. I've been in the thick of things recently, and this is where we stand now. So let's just jump right into it, okay? We're not fucking around today. We're starting at number one, Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence off the board. Number two, here's the thing. This is where Zach Wilson has been charted in. Charted in, locked in, written in, whatever. Everyone's putting Zach Wilson there. I don't know when this started. I don't know what was the official, the first report that started this, but that's what everyone says. That's what everyone's doing. So if he doesn't go to the Jets, well, holy shit, that'd be something. So then at number three, this is where everyone's looking. This is the big, big part of the draft because the 49ers traded everything to go up to number three. A great move by them, I think, if they really have a guy they feel that confident about because there were a few other teams who probably were considering trading up. I think the Patriots were. I think the Broncos definitely were because they're a team that if they just get a quarterback, they could win now. But the 49ers, they go in first. They make the move. That's what you got to do in life. You got to make moves. They did it. So now the question is, who are they going to take? Everyone's saying Mac Jones, Mac Jones. It, we feel that that's disgusting. It's just not right. It's not humane. But that's what the big reporters are saying. That's who people are mocking there now. So you got to assume it's Mac Jones. If it's if it's Justin Fields or even Trey Lance, a lot of people think it could be Trey Lance if it's not Mac Jones. Well, then things get really interesting, man. But for I mean, we're just Justin Fields people. I mean, I personally am an Ohio State fan. I watch all Ohio State games. I've never seen a quarterback like that. I've never seen his deep ball, his rushing ability. I thought he improved a lot. Oh, my God, it's making me sick if they even take Mac Jones. I don't get it. Let's just go to number four, though, because um, so here we could see a trade, depending on what the Falcons want to do. They could really do anything here. They have so many holes. They could even go quarterback. Uh, Like I said, they could trade down Uh, if they take if they take someone uh, could be Kyle Pitts. Because he's such a freak athlete. Kyle Pitts, I keep saying, is just the type of prospect that any team, no matter even their needs, they they could fall in love with Kyle Pitts. Uh, just kind of like a Saquon Barkley when he went to the Giants. They had other needs, but he's such an outlier at the position. Kyle Pitts is such an outlier at tight end. The Falcons could go there. Especially now there's rumors that the Falcons could be uh, willing to trade Julio Jones before the start of the season. So... Uh, they may need another skill position there, but again, they could trade out. So things will continue to get interesting there. The Bengals at number five. So the Bengals, new reports suggesting that the Bengals could actually go Jamar Chase, uh, which would be surprising to me. I think you definitely take one of these top uh, offensive line, linemen, uh, Panay Sewell or Slater or well, one of those two guys, that's it. But, you know, the draft analysts, uh, scouts seem to really like those two guys, and you would think that they would want to sure up their offensive line after their franchise quarterback just tore everything that's in his knee area. But 
We'll see. The the latest reports suggest that Joe Burrow may be pushing to bring in uh, Jamar Chase, his old teammate. So uh, that that could happen there at number five. Going to six, again, another spot with the Dolphins. They could trade out here, uh, or they could add a wide receiver to really beef up that offense. Kind of a theme, I think, the Cowboys started last year when the Cowboys took CeeDee Lamb, and they had other needs, obviously. Their defense ended up being just horrific, but uh, they wanted to just really provide extra juice to their offense, and I think there could be some teams in the first round this year who try to do that as well. Like the Dolphins already have Will Fuller, they have Devontae Parker, and I think that's two nice receivers to have already. And to add another school guy, maybe a Jalen Waddle, like another speed guy, for Tua, that could be pretty interesting there. But they could also trade back again. Who knows what the Dolphins are going to do? They're sharp, sharp as hell, so uh, we'll see. Number seven. Number seven, if Justin Fields is still here, I think the Lions may take uh, take Justin Fields, get their quarterback for the future once uh, Jared Goff completely shits the bed and retires or moves away or whatever's going to happen there. Uh, or, you know, the Lions could. Who cares about the Lions? Number eight, uh, Carolina Panthers, another team who could be interested in the quarterback, could be Trey Lance, or they could go with a just, you know, solidify that offensive line if they truly believe in Sam Darnold. That could be a path that they go. Number, wait, did I say number nine for the Panthers? Whatever. We're on number nine now with the Broncos. Denver. What is Denver going to do? Like, what? what is Denver doing? They have Drew Locke. They, they need the trade-up. Denver cannot just sit here at nine. I mean, what are they doing? I mean, they cannot go into the season with Drew Locke again. They have a great team around them. Their defense has improved now. Great, uh, great pass catchers all around. I don't uh, the Broncos need to do something. Uh, let's move down a little bit here because we got some spots where these are likely a lot of defensive guys in this range until we get to maybe the Patriots at 15. The Patriots desperately need receivers despite signing all those just uh, really average JV talent type receivers during the f- uh, free agency period. So the Patriots could go with a wide out there. But again, I, I thought the Patriots could be a team like the 49ers did be very aggressive, move up to get a quarterback. So we'll have to keep an eye on them. 16, the Cardinals. This is where I think it gets really interesting because, have I said that a lot? This is where it gets really interesting. Well, guess what? Every moment it gets interesting. But here I think the Cardinals, I think a lot of people are mocking defensive players to the Cardinals. But I think if I'm just, you know, ESPing, ESP, whatever, trying to get into... Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's head, you know, he's probably like, this is my third year. If I suck this year, like I need to prove my offense is great. Like, I think he's going to want to bring in another skill guy to really try to take that offense, his offense to the next level in Kyler Murray's third year. And I just have this galaxy brain thought that it could be Rondell Moore. I don't think that's going to happen. Like that'd be really high for Rondell Moore, but he, Rondell Moore's just, the kind of guy you could play him at running back because they still sort of need help at running back. He could play that second slot in their offense. That would just be really interesting. And if it's not Rondell Moore, I mean, I just have a Rondell Moore obsession. So it could be any other of these, you know, guys that could play on the inside. But uh, like I said, most people are mocking a, uh, a defensive guy from what I've seen to the Cardinals. So moving down a little bit for uh, fantasy purposes here, I think 
Chicago Bears at 20. I've heard some rumblings, too, that they could trade up for a quarterback. I mean, how many teams can fucking trade up for a quarterback? But, um, you know, there again, they're in no man's land. They have Andy Dalton out there just getting ready to shit the bed once again. So, uh, you know, I don't know what to do with Chicago. They... The other reports suggest that they could go with another receiver because Allen Robinson's going to want to get the hell out of there ASAP. So uh, that could be a place that uh, we see another receiver go. Uh, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota has been someone I've seen mock there on various mock drafts. So uh, that could be a route that they decide to go. 22, Tennessee Titans, another team that and I think the Titans could end up struggling this year the more I think about it. Because they have a lot of holes too, but they all like at more important positions, I guess. But also, they need another playmaker, and I guess they can add those later in the draft because Corey Davis left, and right now their second receiver is Josh Reynolds, who just got there. It's his first year. They lost Johnu Smith, so they need playmakers too, and so they probably will go somewhere else besides uh, skill guy, but. They're going to need to fill that at some point. Okay, dropping down to number 24. Skip the Jets because they don't matter. The Steelers at 24. The hype is building for Najee Harris to go there, the running back, just because I don't, I don't, everyone's like, what a great fit. He just seems like a Steeler. Like, okay, he's big. Like, he is really good. He is really good. He's probably better than even like people lead on. Like, if you just watch Najee Harris play, like all the measurables and stuff that the analysts and stuff use, that probably don't, I don't think captures how good he is if you just watch him play a football game. Like he just makes things happen. He breaks tackles. He looks dynamic. So he is a great runner. But the Steelers, I mean, I just wrote about this the other day, actually, some thoughts on the draft. And I, I think the Steelers are going to kind of suck. Like Big Ben's just so like old and beaten up and just disgusting now. And the Steelers... I don't think they're like being honest with themselves that they don't have a chance. So they're going to draft a running back. Like, let's just plug this hole and, you know, but their offensive lines in shambles. That's why they only pass the ball like three yards down the field each play. But I guess the, you know, beat reporters and shit are saying they're going to go Najee Harris. Good luck to you. The Jaguars, um, no idea really what they're going to do here. Uh, I just actually heard on Established a Run, Evan Silva mocked uh, Travis Etienne, the running back out of Clemson there. That would be that would be kind of bizarre to me, but you know, if they're again, if they're really trying to, you know, focus on that offense, bring as much firepower in for excuse me, Trevor Lawrence, I guess that could make sense. I don't know. Twenty six, the Browns are probably gonna go defense in the first round, but I just wanna say you know, from uh, Northeast Ohio, we pay close attention to the Browns. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this, but I feel like the Browns need receiver depth because, like, once you really start, like, people are like, well, they have Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and Rashad Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones, I guess. But at the same time, it's like OBJ is barely alive. Jarvis Landry's an aging slot guy. Rashad Higgins is basically a number three receiver for the NFL. So, like, I think they need a speed guy. Like, that that's what I can see their def- their offense really struggling with is, you know, if things get just too tight around the line of scrimmage, if, you know, you need someone to stretch the field when you, if you have that run game like they do, if 
you get a speed guy on the outside, again, they don't need to do that in the first round. They could wait till, you know, day two, even day three, just add a couple speed guys, hope one pan, pans out. But uh, I'd like to see the Browns add some depth at the receiver because I, th- I think they're going to need it. Uh, okay, so then we have a few other interesting spots here. The Ravens have two more picks in the first round. A lot of people expect them to get a receiver because they can't recruit any receivers there because they don't throw the ball. So this could be a place where we see the Ravens go uh, with one of these receivers at last until the end of the first round. Uh, The Saints will probably go defense. What a mess the Saints are. Like Probably one of the most interesting teams to monitor as as this season uh, nears and gets underway because... You know, they still have a lot of talent on that roster, but just just a strange, strange team right now. So the Packers, 29, could they possibly go with a first-round wide receiver? I doubt it. I The Packers seem just like a grumpy old man who's, like, not going to uh, ever change, uh, change their ways. Like, it'd be great if they added a speed guy here or another type of uh, receiver to go across from Devontae Adams, but I don't think they will. They'll probably go defense or... Something really boring. Uh, number 30, the Buffalo Bills. If Travis Etienne makes it there, I get the impression the Bills could add that. And I know first-round running backs, poo-poo, everyone you know hates that. But for the Bills, like in that Chiefs game last year, the Chiefs played a great defensive game plan because all they did was they took away stuff. They just jammed and then double-teamed Stephon Diggs, and then they took away... Uh, John Brown just took out those outside receivers and then it was like you know in the middle you have Cole Beasley which we love Cole I mean we fucking love Cole Beasley but Cole Beasley's not going to break a game open he's not going to win you a game they need a dynamic playmaker underneath right they need like a dynamic tight end they need or a pass catching running back that can break away and I think Travis Etienne could be a nice fit for the Bills if he does end up there Uh, or the last pick of the first round, the Buccaneers, another team that some people think could be interested in Travis Etienne because they're sick of their running backs dropping every single pass that they throw to them. So uh, that that is the first round of the draft. And uh, the, the, the end of the first round, I think, is where it really gets interesting because some of those running backs, where they go, or some of the receivers, especially like if the Packers take a receiver, be very it'd be very fantasy relevant or if the titans ended up doing that again i don't think they will those players would be very uh fantasy relevant so uh those are what i think some of those teams could be considering based on some of these mocks some of these articles the star formations i've been studying the fucking everything i've been looking at those are some thoughts of what some of these teams could do you know i think we could end up seeing a few trades on that first day just because teams like the Broncos, they need a quarterback. They're just one quarterback away. So those, if teams do make trades, obviously that's going to have a ripple effect throughout the first round. Cause it seems like there's just a lot of teams that could go, that could add that one receiver, add a Jalen Waddle, add a Devonta Smith, you know, like the giants have a bunch of needs, but some team, some people think that they could have a Devonta Smith, the Eagles. Some people think that they could add a Devonta Smith. So, uh, where some of these receivers start going, that will have uh, a big ripple effect on the draft as well. You know, but what the fuck do I know? I'm going up to Cleveland for the draft, and I'm just going to drink beer and talk to people, maybe get some footage. So if you're interested in that, go over to my, my Twitter, 
at Selway151. And I'll probably be posting some stuff there and over on my Snapchat, but I don't even know how to hell to promote that or share that. So we'll see. But I, I'm getting out of here. This is already longer than I want it to be, but um, who cares? This is our show. This is our world. We're doing what we want. I may even, if I don't get too tired or drunk, or maybe if I get drunk enough, I will do a live reaction pod from Cleveland just because that'll look cool and sound cool when really it'll just be me and my friend's house, like which is no different from any other podcast. But the title will sound cooler than it really is. So may do that on Thursday. If not, we'll probably be back, I don't know, sometime next week with the Beaver. We'll see. So keep a lookout, subscribe to the podcast, follow, whatever, wherever. Thank you so much. Australia, you are beautiful. We love you. Talk to you all later.